because today, well, actually, before we get started, one thing um, I do want to say, we are giving away a copy of our Real Money Method Plus course, um, kind of as a free scholarship and a little bit of a thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. So we're going to do that later on. Um, once we kind of get through some of our main stuff we want to talk about, some of our main content. And if you have any budgeting questions too, go ahead and throw them in the chat and we can talk about some of those at the end. Great. That sound good? That sounds good. So uh, let's dive in. Um, what we're talking about today are 10 reasons that you're not sticking with your budget. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found this thread over on Instagram. I'll just pull it up here. Uh, and so I found this thread and I'm like, this is really good. And so I just kind of want to talk through some of the things that um, this guy's name is mm -hmm. Ian Builds Wealth. Um, props to him for just creating this really succinct little Twitter yeah. thread that I think has a lot of wisdom rolled up into it. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to kind of roll through this and um, look at these because I think he has a lot of really good reasons why you might not be sticking um, with your budget in this thing. Yeah. And honestly, budgeting was one of the things that I really struggled with. I just didn't think that any of it would work. I, I, th I thought, well, yeah, that's a nice idea, but it actually, I don't think it's going to work. So I'm really excited because I think once you kind of figure these things out, you realize how well it works. And uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I think that most people think that there are two categories or um, I don't know the best way to say this, but there are two different ways of thinking about a budget or experiencing a budget, which okay. is one is uh, it just doesn't work and therefore <laughs> I'm just done. I'm not going to do it. And the other one is, yeah, it's fine. Um, but it's yeah. miserable. Well, maybe miserable, but like, yeah. But but I think what what's important to note, and this is why we're doing this, is that there's all kinds of different shades of gray of from a, yes, it's just not working at all to it's working really well, like a well-oiled machine, and mm. it's moving us towards our financial yeah. goals faster than we thought possible. Yes. Like, there are a lot of different steps along this journey. And so that's why highlighting these 10 things we're going to be talking about today. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you might be in a situation where you're like, yeah, I feel like the budget's going pretty well, and I feel like things are going good. You can still be better. And that's why we're talking about this. And mm -hmm. then if you're more on the other extreme, where it's like, I don't know, it just... I'm trying to do it, just it's so hard and janky and just blah, blah. Well, there's probably a lot of things that aren't, that you don't have set up right. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk through some of them to help you, help you incrementally yeah. just make it better, you know? And um, I think some of them are going to surprise you, honestly. So, yeah, and us. it doesn't matter like what method, you know, obviously we use our thing, the real money method, but there are other methods out there and um, this is going to apply to a lot of them. Yeah. So, anyway, with that, let's get to the first one here. Yes. So, well, went too far Whoa. already. Boom. Number one, <laughs> you don't have a goal, okay? Uh, and I love what he said. 80% of people budget, yet 80% of Americans have some form of consumer debt. Mm. Um, now, the thing I would add, though, because I've seen some of these stats about the number of people who budget. Uh, a lot of people say that they budget, but they actually don't budget. And what I mean by that is at the end of the month, they will use some program to look back and see where they spent their money. And right. that is not budgeting. I hate to break it to you, yeah. um, but when you're doing that, pretty much you're just you're um, you're archiving, like you're taking a look right. at what happened rather than determining what's going to happen and setting a plan in place for what's going to happen mm -hmm. um, and having a system in place to execute it. So, right. Anyway, it's a very different thing. 
Yeah, and so his point here is if you want to succeed, you need a plan, you need a goal. Okay, and this is this is pretty obvious. Like, I don't feel right. like this is like the, well, this is an amazing one. But um, <clears throat> but the point is, is that, yes, you need a plan for where you're going to go with the budget and how you're going to set it up. Well, yeah, and a lot of the things, like we put things that are very important to us. So um, most of you know we take a sabbatical every year and we save every month toward, to, and put money towards that sabbatical. I mean, that's yeah. part of our plan is we know that we're going to do this. Let's make a plan to make it happen so that when the time comes, we're not taken off guard by these uh, expenses that are inevitable. You know, renting a place is an expense, yeah. whether you like it or not. <laughs> it just yeah. is. So, Well, yeah. and, I, and I think uh, the way that I used to do it, the way you probably did it, and probably a lot of people do it, is, well, when I have enough money, then I'll book the vacation. No. Or... Like, like just kind of waiting around for someday when things just right. kind of all work out and there's a whole bunch of extra money in the account, then I'll book a vacation. Or the alternative is, well, I just really want to go, so I'm just going to put on a credit card. Yep. And there's a better way. Like, you don't have to do either one of those. Mm -hmm. Like, you can actually just create Make a, plan. a plan. Like, we were just talking about this. Like, Linda wants to go to Paris. We want to go to Paris. Um and we're not going to just do that on a whim, but like we have a plan in about two years, it's going to make the most sense. And and this isn't even necessarily from the financial aspect, but just for our phase of life with the kids and trying to sort that out and blah, blah, blah. Right. But like we're making a plan. And then along with that, we're going to line up the financial component so that we land on that thing two mm -hmm. years out from now, make sure we have all the money we need to do and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it's less scary, intimidating or anything else because the money's there. And it's like, and I don't know, this might be a... I don't know, three, four, five thousand dollar trip. I don't really know what it's going to end up cost costing. But if we had to do that right now in this moment, it's like, oh, that's scary, you know. Right. But spread out over twelve months or twenty four months, it's like, oh, that's not the big deal. That's it's not a couple hundred bucks a month, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So anyway, that's number one. Okay, number two. You're not using a zero based budget. Yeah, and so. Um, like Go ahead and the, explain this out a little like bit. Like the wonderful um, Ramsey's explains <laughs> a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went, which is kind of what we were just talking about before. Right. Um, but the point here is like the zero-based concept is that everything that comes in, all of your income is assigned somewhere. It's all going somewhere. Um, and so and it's surprising because a lot of people just don't do this. Like they'll maybe write down a sheet of this is where I want to spend my money blah, blah, blah. But they're not actually breaking it out in terms of this month I earned $5,000 and this is where that $5,000 is going for the month. And I know where every single dollar um, is going, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, the important thing to note here, like, because anyone who's honest knows that when you assign that $5,000, it's not going to happen exactly that way. Uh, that's just your initial plan. But over the course of that month, something's going to change. Right. You know, and so, for example, in our case, um, you know, so we have an emergency fund, but there are times where it's like we'd rather not tap into the emergency fund. So mm -hmm. if we have, you know, one of our categories is... Home decorating. Yeah, home decorating sure. or something where it's like, this isn't essential. It's just a nice right. to have. But then something happens where it's like, oh, shoot, you know, our son just cut his knee real bad. We need to take him to the urgent care and get stitches and all this stuff. And yeah. Anyway, unexpected expense, and we didn't have enough money in our little category for, like, health expenses. So it's like, okay, we'll just pull another couple hundred dollars out of home decorating or whatever this month. Yeah. So the point is, um, and, and I don't want to do a lot of that, but I think realistically, um, that's the whole point, is that it can bend and flex. It's just that it has to come from somewhere. Right. And that's the zero-based component that yeah. adds a lot of value. So rather than it being... 
um, I don't want to take it out of home decorating. We're just going to put it on a credit card. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to find some place somewhere where we're going to bend this month yeah. in order to make it work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what's so great about it being a personal finance, you know, thing. It's like it's specifically for you. And so yep. it has to work for you, your lifestyle, and what is happening in your life at the current moment, right? So it can't just be, oh, this is a good idea. It has to be what is actually going to work. Yeah. Personal right. finance is personal. Don't yeah. let us or any other financial people tell you like tell you what to do with your money. Yeah. It's your money. You make the decisions. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll share our best advice and things that have worked for us. But at the end of the day, it's all about you. You get to make these decisions and you need to. You're the only right. one who can. Yeah. You know? Right, because so, you have different needs than we do. You live somewhere different than we do. You know, all, yeah. all these things factor into what needs to tailor your own. Roger. Thank got you. it. Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger. <laughs> okay, they got it. Number Don't three. To... You're using unrealistic numbers. Mm, what do you think about this one? Yep. I mean, I I just admitted this to Bob the other day. Well, don't give it away. We're, okay, okay. We're we did a whole podcast this. about it. So, okay, we'll tease it just a little bit. So, in a couple weeks, we're going to be releasing a podcast where Linda... Um, I, I accidentally admitted... something admitted to me something. about money that... And, I haven't known for a decade. And and it was particularly about a budget that was not holding us accountable. That's all we'll say. Anyway, she came clean. It came clean. All right. So go back to the unrealistic <laughs> numbers. <laughs> so when, when there's... The reason we love the real money method, okay, this is why we created it and everything, is because... It's not numbers on a screen. It's actually the money that you're using. So it's Real money. sort of the envelope system type of idea. Except it's just... Except you don't have to use envelopes. You don't have to use cash. <laughs> or cash. <laughs> um, right. So, but it's the same concept. And it works because if the money's not there, it's not there. You can't just make it up. You can't cheat it. You can't like, cheat it. Like, this is the thing. Like, we're all, and, like, nine-year-old kids who need... Someone to tell us, no, you can't do that. You can't you know? do that because, right, the the way we were doing it before, we would put things on a credit card and then we would pay the credit card off based on the numbers on the screen where we were, you know, supposedly going to get this money from. But once that system broke, um, there was no accountability anymore. It was kind of just like, I don't really know what's going on, so it doesn't really matter yeah. if I yeah. do it right or not. Um, so, so this is, you have to have realistic numbers. So yeah. however you get that done, get it done. Well, yeah. Because this I, will be a huge difference. It'll make a huge difference. Yeah, and, and I think this is what we often tell new budgeters who, uh, like we just had somebody in our class, um, we're doing um, our True Financial Freedom class at our church right now. We had someone come up last week and she did the exercise that we recommend at the beginning of the class, which is to actually start paying attention to your expenses. Uh -huh. And so she started doing that. And she came back and said, I cannot believe how much money we spend on food. <laughs> like, Bob, I'm freaking out how much money we spend on food. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, and I told our kids, we're not going, we're never going we're out never to eat again. <laughs> like, and like, and so the pendulum just swings way over to the other side. <laughs> oh my God. And, and anyway, so this is, this is the point here. Like, we went and told her, like, listen, all right, let's make some progress, but, like, please, your family's all going to run out of the house, and they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you, like, so and they're going to hate us. <laughs> let's use some realistic numbers here. Right. So if you think, you know, if right now you're spending $1,500 a month on groceries, and you think uh, you can get that down to 500 
let's start with maybe 1200 or a thousand. Right. Like, let's start budgeting there. See how you do on that. And then just keep sculpting that back rather than right. trying to jump from 1500 a month down to 500 a month. Like, it's just a big jump. Mm -hmm. And I well, don't want you to be discouraged or demoralized. part of this is the realization of how much their food costs too. You know what yeah. I mean? Is yeah. it's like, maybe that she didn't have a realistic picture of what she was spending because she wasn't paying attention to the amounts. Yeah. And she said a lot of it was the $5 here, $10 here type of thing where she, she thought, oh, that's nothing. But when she added it all up, it was like, this is way too much. Yep. Like we, we've got to cut this back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the realistic numbers, that, that is a really helpful idea. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Life-changing. Number four, leads back to the other one. You're not tracking your expenses. Okay. Okay. So, so again, in her case, this is exactly what she did. This is the exercise that kickstarted this whole thing. Mm -hmm. She didn't know where she was spending her money. Um, and so, and again, this is like, for people who say that they're budgeting, but just at the end of the month, just kind of look or, you know, I also have heard people say they're budgeting because they filled out a budgeting spreadsheet. I got a new job. I'm going to figure out how much I'm going to spend each month on groceries. And you decided that I'm going to spend $500 a month on food or groceries, but you never look again to see what you're actually doing. Right. Like, so that's because you filled out a spreadsheet one time doesn't mean that you're budgeting, you know? Like right. it's actually looking to see what's going on. And this is yeah. the power of this. So mm -hmm. we made her go back and track her expenses to find out how much she's spending on groceries. And she used personal capital. I think that's what she did to do this. It's not personal capital I'm sorry. Anymore. What it's is called it? Empower, Empower now. They renamed it. Okay. I've been talking about it for 10 years and now they rename it's it okay. on me. All right. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's how she found all this information. And mm -hmm. so she was armed with the information of how she can improve her financial life. Yeah. Well, and also, um, dang it, I forgot what I, forgot what I was going to say. Well, we've seen this happen a lot. Like yes, yes, yes. You've said, we've got this quote from this person who said, um, "I reduced my expenses by fifty percent just by tracking it." Yep. This is Jesse Meacham. Yep. Fifty percent, not yeah. by changing anything, but just by tracking it. Yep. And I mean that is fascinating. And yeah. I think that makes this exercise worth it to know what's going where and be paying attention to what you're spending. Yeah. But so, the point is, like, if you are going to be doing true budgeting that's actually going to get you any results, like, mm -hmm. this has to be part of that equation. Yeah. Is actually tracking what's mm -hmm. going on. Right? Yeah. All right. Number five. Um, yeah. We'll leave it there. All right. Okay. You're not building in fun. This is my favorite one. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is, this is one of the biggest secrets to budgeting where people are like, I just can't, I just can't because they think that the whole process has to be miserable. And the fact of the matter is, is if you are doing that, then you can't. Well, <laughs> yeah. And this falls in that category, but I would say you're not doing it right. If, if you're not doing this, because the mm -hmm. whole point in my mind of the budget isn't like none of us need more to do's. Like we don't need anyone else or anything guilting us and shaming us and telling us you can't yeah. do that. Like, we got enough of that. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need that. But right. what we do need um, is a roadmap to get us to where we want to be financially. Yeah. And that's how I view this. Um, I view this as a way to design the financial future in the life that you want. Yeah. And so part of that is budgeting in things that are important to you. And so if it's not enabling you to spend more money on the things that are important to you, then I think you're not doing it right. right. You know. And and I mean, with the exception of 
you got a family of eight and you're living in New York City and you're making minimum wage. Like th there are definitely situations where you just don't have enough income. Right. And that's a different that's factor a different in com or conversation. Yeah. But the point is, um, assuming you're anywhere in the ballpark in terms of your income and your expenses, like there's a lot of room to be improved um, by cutting out the things that we don't really care about mm -hmm. um, and focusing more money on the things that we yes. do. Yeah. And, you know, and the example I use a lot of times for this is I'm not a car guy. Like we have a Jeep, which is essentially my dream car. And people are like a Jeep, that's your dream car. And it's like, that's pretty much it. It's a like, used Jeep too. I wouldn't it's not mind. even like brand new. Well, yeah. And that's the point. Like, so my point in saying this is there are people who are like, I have to have a new car. That is my thing. I always need to have a new car. It has to be super fast. It has to be blah, blah, blah. And if that is the thing that brings you life and joy and whatever, it's like, all right, to each his own. But in our case, I am someone who likes to go to nice dinners. And I like to do them with my wife. Right. And they're not cheap. And it mm -hmm. like it is. And we have to hire a babysitter. We have to hire a babysitter. So yeah. my point is if I could have five hundred dollars a month that can either go to me going out to eat and having a handful of nice date nights with her or going to a car payment, it's like I'm gonna choose the date night. And I'll right. drive my Jeep that's pushing ten years old um, because I don't really care that much about that. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to take an honest look at your situation, the things that you determine are important, not what other yeah. financial people or your broke friends or anyone else tell you, but what's actually important to you, mm -hmm. um, and then to allocate your money that way. Yep. Right? Okay. And so when you do well that, said. when you do that, then you're putting things towards fun things, or like on top of this, like giving is another area where it's really important to us. So right. we want to allocate a lot of money towards that. Um, and I mean, that's a whole nother side point, but that's also really fun for us. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a whole nother conversation for another podcast, but, um, but point is, is that it has to be part of your equation. Yes. Right. See, I love that you're as excited about it as I, I am. am. I am, darling. I know. I am, darling. All right. Okay. Number six, you are not investing in your future. Yep. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. I'll let you talk about I this mean, one. I mean, I think just in general, like... Um, this is all part of the equation, uh, you know, having money set aside for, yeah, this, this extends on the point we were making on the last one. It's like, where do we want to go with our financial life? And this is part of it. Mm -hmm. Like we need to be thinking about the future. We need to be thinking about retirement or if you're not going to retire, I don't think I'll ever retire unless I have to, but I want to be thinking about that age and be in a spot where it's like, I just don't have to work. I don't right. have to do this. I can pick and choose what I want to do. Um, and so that's how I'm thinking about that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, this should be part of it. And this leads to, I think, what number seven is. Let me see. Yep, right here. There you go. This leads to making it automatic, which is one of my um, core values in all <laughs> things, especially financial. Uh, because when it comes to, like, retirement savings, again, like, this is a mistake that so many people make, or really any kind of savings. It's I want core to value wedding. because it's efficient. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, Having his efficiency. Okay, go so, ahead. But I, I, the point here, I guess, is that what most people do is uh, at the end of the month, if there's any money left over, I will either give it or I'll put some in savings or I'll put some in retirement savings, whatever. And that's just the wrong way to do it. It's the opposite. It has to be automatic. It mm -hmm. has to happen so that you aren't thinking about it, mm -hmm. you know? And, right. um Anyway, and that's yeah. the power of this. And you talk about your taxes get taken out automatically. Yeah. And, yeah, you might see it on your paycheck and be like, that stinks. But 
there's not much you can do about it. When you make the, the other things automatic, then it's like that that might you 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 don't end up feeling it. Yeah. But instead of being like that stinks, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm doing I'm making a great decision. And I don't ever have to like I don't have to remember to do it. Yep. I just had to make one good decision one time to set this up and then it's setting me up for success. It's a series success. of good decisions. Yeah. Right. It's one decision that knocks over all these other dominoes, all the dominoes in the thing. Yeah. So, that's really powerful. All right, number 8, you're using credit cards. Yeah, so like I don't uh, I'm not anti-credit card. We're not anti-credit card. We use credit cards, but we use them differently than I think a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and so in terms of our actual budget, like with the real money method, like the way that we do it is we do use a debit card for that. Yeah. Um, for all of our uh, discretionary expenses, um, you know, because the goal in all of this stuff is to basically grease the slide to do the things that are important and to help us to reach the goals that we want. Mm -hmm. And then the things that we don't want to do to put up as much friction in walls as we can to make it hard to do the things that we shouldn't do financially. Yeah. And so in terms of this, in terms of credit cards, it's like it's really easy to spend too much money on a credit card. Mm -hmm. So how do we prevent that from happening? Yeah. And the way that we do that is by using them for non-discretionary purchases and expenses. Yeah. Okay. So this is stuff where um, I, there's no temptation to overspend. Right. So our cell like phone bill, electric bill. Yeah. our electric bill, or things like that. It's like those are the things we're putting on the credit card, um, specifically just to generate points. Um, and then, but we're not doing things like where we have a temptation to overspend, like using them at Lowe's or at Target mm. or whatever. Uh, like that's where people will get themselves in trouble. Do you not know? take your credit card to Target. It will not go well with you. <laughs> so... Anyway, so that's our approach and how we've done it and how it's helped us a lot. Because at the beginning mm -hmm. uh, of our marriage, like, yeah, we just, I mean, we didn't have a budget set up on, on top of that. And then we just had credit cards and just, yeah, it became a mess for us. And yeah. anybody who's lived any amount of life, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you've experienced some of this probably. Uh, but that's how we've handled it that's helped. Yeah. Ready? Ready. Nine. Nine. Your impulse buying. You've actually called this the gotta have it now tax. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same kind of idea. Um, yeah, there's so much power in waiting. Yeah. Like, you know, he mentioned this here, wait a week, um, and just that idea. And I've heard people say, and we've actually, I've done this a good bit, like where I will put something in the Amazon cart and wait till Saturday. Saturday is the day that I buy it. And mm. that way, um, because for me, I don't know, a lot of things that I end up buying from Amazon or things that are like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to solve a problem yeah. and uh, there's something there way. that I can just buy and solve and so blah, blah, blah. And, and I've experienced that multiple times where I put it in the cart and then I come back and it's like, oh, I already kind of figured out another solution to that and I don't need it anymore. So, right. so yes, that's one simple way to do it. But um, but yeah, the gotta have it now tax, that's, I like that because yeah, there's a price that we pay when we want something right, right now, you know, mm -hmm. versus waiting for it versus, um, yeah, saving up for it. You right. Know, or putting it on a credit card, you know? Yeah. I've so, done all this with clothes where I'm like, I buy something and I'm like, I have to have it. My life will be complete if I have this one thing and I have to have it before I go on this trip, which is tomorrow. So I'm going to go buy it today. Yeah. Well, okay. And then I take it, I wear it once, and I'm like, I actually don't like this. I bought the wrong size because it was all they had, you know, or whatever the thing may be. And it goes on sale like a week later, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, but that's the point. 
like that's a great illustration because when you have when you have to buy it today, like you don't have any choice or chance to to get it at a better price. Like right. if you would have had two weeks, you would have been able to buy it when it was on sale. Right. And it's the same thing with like I remember talking about this with buying with a, buying a new car or. If you are in a situation, your engine in your car explodes, you need it to get to work. It's like, all right, well, we got to buy a car really fast. Whenever you have to do that, like you're so much less likely to get a good deal because you are in a bad rush and you got to get the first one that's going to work. Versus if you have a month to shop around to find the best one, not only will you probably find a better car, but you'll probably be able to get it cheaper as well. So yeah, we actually did this. Our first car that we bought when we were after we were married. Uh, my car, the transmission just blew out on the way home from a vacation and... <laughs> home from Elvis's place. Oh, yeah. We came home from... What we it barely called? The made it out of Graceland. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, but it, in my... Uh, yeah. In my head and the way I had always do things, I had always done things was like, we have to get a car now. Like, we didn't have a lot of income coming in as it was. And that was with us showing up to our jobs. Yeah. But we ended up finding a workaround and waiting, and the car we bought, I think we might have waited like four months or something. It was a long time. Yeah, and we had that opportunity because you were able to I was able to get, yeah, to, um, you know, carpool with your mom. But uh, anyway, because we worked at the same place, you know. But carpooling, it's like, yeah, if, if that's what it will take, and then you can wait and save you can give the person gas money or whatever it is and then wait and make yeah. a really good decision uh that that does change a lot yeah anyway all right all let's right. do number 10 number 10 and then i'm excited to do a giveaway let's do it all right you need more money we were talking about this one before uh yeah there are just those situations i mean and you know the fact is probably a lot of us where it's like, yeah, we just need to increase the income, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that's just what it needs to be. There's two sides of this equation. It's like you can reduce your expenses, but, like, you can only do that so far. Right. Um, The income side of the equation is, um, yeah, there's no limit to that. Mm -hmm. So, like, that has to be part of the the decision-making process as you're thinking about this. And um, I would recommend listening to the podcast we released just a few days ago um, about the greatest single greatest investment that you can make mm, because yes. this is an important factor um, of this whole equation. And essentially, it's finding ways to invest in your education and to learn things that are going to increase your earning power, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that is. And this can be, it doesn't matter if you're a business owner or an employee, like a freelancer, like this can apply to any and all of these different situations and circumstances. Uh, and so, so that's one way to kind of approach it. The other approach is the side hustle thing, you know, and there's like the beautiful thing about it is there's never been a better time to get a side hustle. Like mm-hmm. there's never been more unique opportunities for how you can trade some of your hours for some extra cash. Yeah. Um, you know, we just had somebody deliver groceries for us from Instacart and I was looking at the guy's profile and he had, I think, delivered like over four or 5,000 groceries or like whatever uh yeah not individual groceries but you get the point he had done it like four or five thousand times and um uh you know so he obviously had done a lot of this but but yeah like from um website like rover.com like you can literally go on there and you can pet sit for someone Mm -hmm. so like you can bring in a couple dogs on a weekend and make a couple hundred extra bucks like 
Yeah, especially there, I There's so many different things that you can do right now. I was just talking to a friend who she's like, I really miss my dog. Like she got married, moved away, and she's like, I miss my dog so much. But she knew for this season of her life she couldn't have her dog. Yeah. And I was like, you can, have you ever heard of Rover? Rent a dog. <laughs> it's basically like rent a dog, but they pay you. And mm -hmm. she was like, you're kidding me. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, when you know you're going to have some days off, like you could do this. And she's like, that is a brilliant idea. And then make money on it. Yeah, I, I know, it. right? It's not a bad idea. Well, so. and to people who love their pets like that, that means so much to them oh, yeah. that they would have someone do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh oh. Whoops. Sorry. I'm like all turned around. I'm trying to find the screen again. Okay, here okay. we go. Okay, so anyway, if you have not um, subscribed to the channel yet, um, there's a little subscribe button right down there that you can hit, and then you can do the thumbs up thing if you want to thumbs up this. And if you think this is just terrible, then hit the thumbs down. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I got it. But let's do a little <laughs> giveaway now. So you have to be on in order to win the giveaway. And so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to do this in the chat. Um, and Ooh. so the question of the day is this right here. Um, and this is for our office fans out there. What is Michael Scott's favorite ice cream flavor? And so throw that in the chat. And if you're like, I don't even watch The Office. I have no idea. Then I would just start maybe typing in. Start Googling. Start. Well, you can, yeah, maybe you can Google. Start typing in some of your favorite ice cream flavors and see who wins here. But the first one that shows up in the chat with the right answer is going to win our Real Money Method Plus package. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're excited to do that. Why don't you pull it up on there and see if we can see it any faster. Okay. So um, that's that. Uh, let me see. And if anybody has any questions, we're welcome. you're welcome to take <laughs> oh, those as well. Oh, somebody got somebody it. Double it? up Disney. Double up Disney. Awesome. <laughs> chocolate chip. So Double Up Disney, go ahead and send us an email. Um, actually, send it to lauren at seedtime.com um, and uh, let us know. Uh, and uh, we will go ahead and too. get that hook Sorry. for you. Double Up Disney. Got to be fast. I know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like trivia contest now. It's got to be based on speed because Google is sitting there with the answer mm -hmm. all the time. You know, All but the time. Anyway. Um, this so yeah, so fun. I wanted to read uh, quickly a fun review that came in. Um, just this came in yesterday or something. I'm like, this is perfect timing. And it kind of explained a little bit um, of why we like, um, why the Real Money Method is what it is for us. And yeah. I'm trying to find my screen. It's like disappearing on me. All right, there we go. Okay. Boom. Got it back. Okay, so this is from one of our students who just went through our course. And, um, and this was his review he just left for the course. He said, this method provides a way to remain mindful of day-to-day -day spending while maintaining constant track of one's money. Um, establish the fixed bills and budget with control, um, the variable ones. Yeah, establish the fixed bills and budget with control, the variable ones, okay. Mm -hmm. I was using YNAB and even with the planning and tracking YNAB has, I still made a mess of my budget. Uh, the encouragement Bob, Bob offers with his wife is great and got me going um, to put this method into action. That's awesome. So the point he made about YNAB, and it's like, um, tons of people use YNAB, and that's great. Like, I'm all for it. Yeah. That's great. Um, but we had the exact same thing. Like, it yeah. just did not work for us. And um, we've had a lot of students who have mirrored that, um, echoed kind of what he said, mm -hmm. Uh you know, because it's got a lot of bells and whistles, and it's like the fanciest budgeting yeah. tool out there, you know? Um, but we just found that it was um, too complicated for us. I think that's what it was at the end of the day. Yeah. 
They kind of kicked me out of the... Um, out of what? Out of being able to do it with you. Yeah, yeah, which... Um, that was a huge part of it. Since we're married, you know, kind of cool thing if we can actually do this together. Right, right? yeah. So... So anyway, um, Double Up Disney said it made my Thursday. Double Up, we're wondering what your first name really is. <laughs> yeah, go ahead hey, and let us up. see your first name so we can kind of confirm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway. This is so exciting. So that is all we have for today. I don't see any questions, so you got to answer your questions faster next time. We will be but back next Thursday at 1 p.m. There's a lot of people telling us their favorite ice cream flavors, which is great. But also... <laughs> Uh, just people saying thank you for doing this, that they're glad we're we're on here live. Yeah, and we're glad you come with us because we enjoy Thanks doing it live. It's just here. a little more fun for us. So It is. Um, so, yeah, meet us here next um, Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time, and we will chat with you then. Okay, Stephen, c- congratulations on your uh, win. What? On his win. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Stephen. We'll hook you up with that. All right. All, All right. right. Okay, now so, yeah. we're done. Adios. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.